0: Welcome to the 16th NISO Experience Session. We hope that you have enjoyed the session so far, and today will be no exception. I am NISO's President elect Dr. Ken Webb. I'm also proud to serve on this year's NISO Experience Planning Committee. Dr. Cosmo Haralambides will be sharing how he, along with a few others, were able to strengthen regional representation and central national communication with you today. Before we begin, allow me to introduce Dr. Cosmo. Dr. Cosmo is the creator of the Synapse Dental Pain Eraser. He received his education at the University of Pennsylvania, School of Dental Medicine, and Boston University Medical Center's Department of Orthodontics. Dr. Cosmo has published articles in respected, peer-reviewed scientific publications, served on the faculty of Boston University's Department of Orthodontics from 2000 to 2005, and continues to perform clinical research with several dental residencies including Boston University and St. Barnabas. He has attained diplomat status with the American Board of Orthodox. He developed groundbreaking communication software for orthodontists, helped design 3D imaging diagnostic aids, and was chosen as a test site for 3M's new orthodontic brace technology, as well as assisted with the development of new methods of measuring growth timing in children. He serves as an advisor for major medical orthodontic companies such as Envision Tech and 3M. As a pioneer in orthodontics, Dr. Cosmo remains abreast of the latest research in the field and has created several products used in orthodontics today. The Dental Pain Eraser is the first of Synapse Dental's products to come to the market. There are currently two patents for the next product, the Stealth Retainer, and other cutting edge products are in development that will revolutionize the field of dentistry. Dr. Cosmo and Synapse Dental are committed to making pain-free dentistry a reality for dental professionals and consumers. Hello, Dr. Cosmo. Welcome to the Niso Experience.
1: Thank you, Dr. Webb, for your uh, your, your uh, introduction. If I knew it was that lengthy, um, I would have definitely given them a three-liner. But thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Meg, and um, and uh, Niso and the national organizations for for doing this because this is um, a great a great uh, purpose and. and needing to educate our colleagues and um, um, both consumers and uh, patients as far as the importance of what we're doing in, in getting regional and national representation and organization. Um, how this all began uh, and stemmed in, in the state of Rhode Island is uh, a good four or five years ago, we all were um, addressing the um, direct-to-consumer uh, products in orthodontics that uh, were coming to market via online services, um, and the the way these companies were marketing the product, and and still are marketing via television or um, other means, also um, building uh, storefronts in certain areas. <clears throat> Came to the um, obviously in our private offices, we're we're seeing patients that were. Getting products uh, from them directly, and their marketing and uh, information was supplied as if it was supervised and monitored under regular care, which uh, well known in our fields that this that is completely unsupervised and not 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 managed, and for the most part abuse for patients, uh, two patients <clears throat> um, following our attention with that and seeing several patients, which came out to many patients, later on as far as harm being done, um, I decided to collect uh, five, five patients at a board level uh, information, uh, specs on diagnostics, models, um, even acquired their initial scans and information uh, that was submitted to these go to direct uh, providers Primarily, uh, and, and evaluating their quote treatment plan um, or lack thereof, uh, and determining and showing the the uh, harm done on, on many of the cases, um, and documenting them from collection of all that information. I, I brought the attention of our of our Rhode Island Dental Board um, as the first approach. <clears throat> um, at that point. Um, Dealing primarily with the uh, lead consulting administrator, the title of the Department of Health position. Um, it's interesting, it's very important to inform everyone that, that the board only has control over those that are licensed. Um, and from there, having not not having any way of <clears throat> enforcement or punishment for a non, non-licensed provider that we that we cannot track as we all the current problem is, is not knowing who is the provider. There's no way of of, um, of following up with them, uh, which at the point from the dental board, the, le- the, the letter stated, there's no further, nothing further that we can do with it. The case is closed and that's after much work. Um, here's where really national representation steps in. Um, calling and going direct to the AAO. I was directed to the uh, legal department and had the great opportunity of speaking with at that time um, Sean Murphy, who was the chief legal counsel there at National AO. I discussed with him the issue related in Rhode Island and and documented harm and having highly detailed cases and patients' interviews, both video and handwritten letters and what to do with it. Sean's immediate advice was uh, he of course stated, go to the, the Department of Health first and, and I explained to him what had occurred and his guidance was directed towards um, the attorney general's office. So I, I took it up on the direction of, to, to uh, go take the cases right to the, the attorney general's office, submitted a, a letter and explanation of the patient and harm done and uh, waited any, follow up and feedback. Uh, after about three months, we did get follow up um, and received an appointment uh, meeting time. I think it was November of 2018, maybe in that range, um, at which AAO, uh, thank God, very great. They flew; they had it planned and flew out, Sean, to be present with us and represent us at the attorney general's um, meeting. Uh, very well prepared with all the information and material in package history with uh, with the AO information to so be not independent um, which is which was great uh, from that point, um, the attorney general's office did find uh, and uh, we explained this the scenario, but there not only harm being done to patients is a being more criminal, but also the violation of many rules and laws, Rhode Island laws, relating to um, actual patient or consumer uh, consumer products. And all the all the forms that were given to patients for signature are, in many ways, illegal with Rhode Island law um, consuming products, and also consuming products that are of medical device nature. Most of the plastics the materials that are inserted in the mouth are also of medical grade. Uh, reasoning for tooth movement, but really the 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 tack or angle for the attorney general's office was how a product is is um, provided to a to a person a consumer, in this case a, a patient and their their knowledge level of what they're signing and the responsibilities. I was told that we would be followed up with, um, but after several attempts of following up uh, within a year. Year and a half, two years, nothing really, nothing. I've never heard anything follow up with the Attorney General's office, which is of concern. Of which I, from this point, um, our good communication with the Rhode Island Dental Association, which is another um, looking from national representation to local representation. Really important that you, um, we learned from this that it's really important to strengthen not only our local uh, orthodontic associations, but our dental associations and from that relationship um knowing to be on teams that were involved with telemedicine and teledental dental care is important because this this all stems with what direction companies that will do direct consumer product care um will provide services um, and and control and from standard of care basically standard of care for our patients. It comes down to that. The, the main mission or problem is the abuse and harm. And we want to make sure we're providing the, the highest standard of care or the standard of care of a specialist in orthodontics um, and and knowing do no harm. And, and, in, and in such, what uh, maintaining rule and law that maintain um, measurements of monitoring. Um, empowering the dental board and ensuring that we have we have those rights, uh, patients have those rights uh, for follow-up. If there's problems that occur, being able to have a clinician that they can call immediately and, and be able to follow up a physical location. Physical evaluations of orthodontics uh, at the board level, you, without radiographs and a physical evaluation, you do not have the whole picture. So these are the type of rules and regulations that I felt being part of, including with the Dental Association, joining the Committee on Telemedicine and Teledentistry, on ensuring rules and regulations were were put into uh, into the new rule book or law.
0: Cosmo, when you met with the Attorney General themselves or representatives, they acknowledged all of these concerns, seemed to indicate that they believe that these were concerns that had to be dealt with but yet to the best of your knowledge there was no follow-up from them at all
1: there <clears throat> at that meeting the the word if the word shock would ever be um could be used that's what they would when they were looking through the forms they were in, in shock at the amount of levels of abuse <clears throat> on many levels and it was top a, a top priority for them but after that <clears throat> quite concerning that at least four calls, I made four calls back to the office and, and um, of no, you know, they're working on it, they're working on it, but of no, I've never, never seen anything done with it, which is very concerning.
0: And and from the time that you had that meeting with them to the time that the telemedicine bill was introduced, that was a, what duration was oh, that?
1: The telemedicine bill, uh, that's that, That's a good three years. Three years ago, that was at that point. We we um a good year and a half after is when our are um, beginning to assist with the new rules and regulations on telemedicine, teledental mm-hmm. had commenced the summer of I think 2019. Yeah, 2019. It was the summer, August of 2019. We had established the dental board, established a committee for telemedicine, teledentistry on uh, assisting in in uh, um, writing rules of which we met several times a month for a good, well, then COVID happened, but a good six, to eight months before COVID. And then through COVID we had several meetings, um, and then we submitted it, submitted our final, it was 2020 December, 2020 was our final approved, um, review back to the dental board for their approval. Um, that experience alone, um, getting into some detail on on that portion, it's so important that in this realm, it was good to have an orthodontic viewpoint, but the dental viewpoint, the Rhode Island Dental Association, was very uh, unique in the sense that having uh, an amazing person, Christy Christy Durant, attorney Christy Durant, as the um, executive director, and a member of this of the committee. Uh, telemedicine dental dentistry, and working with her um, is, is great because she represents the, the our colleagues, dentists, specialists, but also I'll get into some more details and I, a model a background model that I think is great that maybe we should discuss, or I recommend in the orthodontic model um, from there. But just to give a little introduction on that is some specialists in the oral surgery group also, utilize her for managing and maintaining their legislation and monitoring. Um, on top of so, she's representing the subsectors of specialties, of which now I think also is, is very valuable to have her, uh, the orthodontic group, also um, support her locally. To be
0: at that's, a, that's the executive director of the state dental society,
1: that's correct. Mm-hmm. So, she had a multi level um uh positions should i say or, or legal legal position and her represent uh, position as executive director mm-hmm. so it, it helps in a sense that she's even more in, involved and, and has much more knowledge going to the oral surgery meetings knowing what's going coming up with legislation talking to other states national there also so it, 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 in our case we were very fortunate again when um sean murphy sent uh, gianna um uh she changed her last name Milwaukee. or yes Milwaukee. um and she was coming to every single she was also a member of the uh, we we had made sure i had made sure that she was on the committee for the telemedicine teledentistry so we had again continual connection between national and local regional state law so we had we made sure that we had all the right language and we we're missing any key points my part was reviewing about 33 states' rules and regulations that were ongoing, existing and, and seeking the best ones that fit, you know, without getting too wordy. Some of them were really, really too wordy. And um, John was very helpful in communicating what AO National was doing in other states and assisting us at those meetings. Um, we felt we were really in a great position last year in December 2020. Into uh, the spring, um, and then uh, went to the board, and the board again back and forth. Other things that occurred between there, uh, and, and we had great strong language protecting both radiographic uh, needs for um, evaluations on consultation and a physical um, a physical exam. Uh, of course, telemedicine and teledentistry have significant benefits and roles in care of our patients. And we saw that right through COVID, and it was hugely beneficial. But uh, in my viewpoint, without radiographs and without a uh, follow-up uh, clinical observation of, of seeing occlusal interferences, uh, functional shifts, uh, positioning, you, you, you cannot provide a proper diagnosis. And that's, that's the strength that we went into 2021 with, of which then brings us to the, um, if this is okay, Ken, kind of rolling into what happened with July, um, June, sorry, into, uh, almost into July of this year, being caught off guard was the uh, was was uh, is is not even powerful enough to, to, to have the feel of what God bless again for Christy Durant and several others. Our lobbyists there, Pat Quinlan, for the Dental Association, keeping an eye on legislation of which um, Bill H six zero three two came on a floor that did not have any it was the bill on telemedicine um, being passed at the state legislature level and then language uh, was added for the dental component to to a. Um, basically, eliminating the, the powers of the dental board. Um, they were trying to change the standard of care and prohibit the board from drafting rules and regulations for telemedicine. And, and, that, and they said it would be more restrictive than in-person. So they try to add language and who is they, um, that language was added by the legislators, but by lobbyists for one of the major pharmaceutical companies. And that was added um, the week before 4th of July. So everyone pretty much on vacation mode and, and add the language to, to understand that. It has added between sessions between the Senate viewing the bill initially and then going back to the representatives and the senate never even seeing it those two lines were added in and the legislature wasn't really paying attention on it and amazingly again um, the dental association communicating in texts on the, this bill was supposed to be voted on on a wednesday we got we got word on it on tuesday night to show you how little time we had and Chrissy Durant texted me uh, it was about 430 on Tuesday, which the alarms went off and we we're in high gear pretty much all through the night just trying to get to all our representatives and senators everyone that we, we would know. Um, lessons learned on there is ensuring your national local and regional have incredible relationships with those who write the laws or vote the laws. Um, luckily, our small state has a great network. Our emails went out quickly. I emailed RAO and, and Dr. Greg Pezza also wrote a beautiful uh, in, um, uh, red light letter, uh, emails shooting out to everyone. It was a good, about 8, 9 o'clock at night on a Tuesday night before the 4th of July weekend. Um, and a, a, lot, a lot of response from our colleagues. And, um, and reaching out to our local reps, which the next day during voting session, several of the uh, representatives stood up and wanted clarity on on the added language. Um, they were they were educated and informed by uh, by our colleagues and and uh, dental association and lobbyists Pat Mullen, and they wanted more details, more information, exposing what was trying to be passed quickly behind our um, our view.
0: Right. Cosmo, when I when I'm I'm actually looking at the bills now, and when you look at the the history of it, the original version that was presented to the House, I guess, had no mention of dentistry or teledentistry. It was purely a telemedicine bill, and then there's an a, a substitution that has the uh, you know definitions of of who dental providers are, and then has that those couple of paragraphs at the end. The the dental board had nothing to do with that the board had no done,
1: knowledge no knowledge of that whatsoever
0: completely done through lobbyists
1: lobbyists yep dental board had no knowledge um of of concern is and not, i'm not sure if it's bringing it up on this is is really be involved on all levels and and having people paying attention on the lobbyist level and in the dental association levels mm-hmm. and strengthening that it, um the, the importance is sometimes special interests needs are are very powerful i'll leave it at that and they have their network and and um they are their reach in many levels and i felt i feel like that is in many levels um one of the biggest concerns and 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 still trying to figure out what happened but the department of health approved and and were were fine with the language change of which Eliminated the dental board's power for regulating and uh, clinicians, which we're still trying to uncover how that ever happened. How can a, a representative from the Department of Health speak on behalf of a dental board and restricting its power? That was the added language, and and that's I hate the red flag that one, but that's that's a big concern, and we're trying to make sure that never happens again. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And this is where we're, it's so great that we're doing this, these interviews and informing and educating people of what's going on and don't assume, you know, everything's good and be, be involved air on the ground, have your team strengthening that. So if, if anything learned from this, it's really strengthening your local dental associations, strengthening your ability to keep good friendships with your legislators and ensuring your department of health dental board is strong. So your rules and regulations of that can protect the patients. It comes back to the passion that I had for it was the harm done to our patients. Um, very hurtful, and I was on a full mission for that. And I think that's where, where the dental board should be, protect our patients' um, care and health. They're, they're, they, do not have, they do not have our experience, they do not have our knowledge and our training, and we need to make sure that we have um,
0: protection on that. And it sounds like it's really important at the state dental society level to have somebody looking at anything that's being presented to the legislature that has to do really with medicine in general, because this is an example of how quickly there can be a significant uh, dental component slid into that at the last hour without anybody really having oversight over it. Uh,
1: this That's correct. And I'm I'm going to be reaching out to, um, we're speaking with, um, in this case, uh, Christy Duran to provide um, additional support to, um, and and outreach to the other specialties too, because we find the um, the surgical model very, uh, the oral surgeon's model very effective. Um, And luckily we had her as both in the dental and, and, because it concerns oral surgeons, it concerns everyone in this case, but it's very important that we, we, we join up on that and, and, and um, help with the lobbyist effort, um, legislative effort, efforts and maintain friendships. So I would say the same thing duplicated in other states, ensure that those uh, those places powers that be are um, good communication between your regional, national. National legal was uh, AAO, Jonna and, and Sean, um, huge asset. And stepping away, stepping, sidestepping on this, I think it's incredibly important that we strengthen AAO on that level. Mm-hmm. I think the conferences, we talked a little bit about this earlier with uh, with, with Dr. Dr. Webb, the conferences, having presented, I know he introduced me with the dental pain eraser material and it's, uh, sorry, it's a sidestep on that also, but going to other conferences now and presenting to more dental and hygiene conferences on dental pain, not just orthodontic. I can see the, the the shift in other types of groups, like for example, not that the not that the conference this past week in the orthodontic pearls is not a great meeting. It is a great meeting, but doctor's time is very minimal. You know, we only have a certain amount of time we can take off per week per year. So now you're seeing these grow, which they're good, they're product, product focused, they they're pearls, but. Ensuring the AO, how do you increase your marketing campaign saying, "Look what happened? You know you could have had your whole profession, you can have all the pearls you want, but if you have no profession where go to storefront you know uh, stores and pharmacies that now provide all the services you provide mm-hmm. without a license, you can have all the pearls you want. you're gonna you're losing half your businesses. Mm-hmm. So on, on a professional level, not not just patient harm, really learn uh, educate market show this as an example and state you got to go to the conferences maybe the conference, maybe the ao looks at what they're doing for pearls maybe they shift focus maybe team up with these conferences saying listen we just need to keep us strong we need to unify these things because people only have so, a certain amount of budget and time and monies for these learning areas and, and engage it together and then Niso 100 stronger together I like your your local yes division is sometimes because again I, I I myself said you know I want to kind of go to a couple of those meetings or I want to go to the forum the and forum um, see some new tricks and tips there they're great they're more personal than the big grandiose. that's I also think like that but somebody has to brainstorm that part you know keep us
0: keep us strong yeah very important yeah uh, the AAO's component legal support fund. Uh, I know there's uh, been an emphasis to keep that strong and to keep those assets uh, available to all the components, the states, um, because so many of them are encountering what you've encountered in Rhode Island, and uh, there needs to be a response to make sure that patient safety and and quality of care um, is is assured for the uh, patients and consumers out there.
1: Exactly. Uh, Very, very
0: uh, important. do you think there's a next step in Rhode Island where the where now telemedicine and teledentistry has become part of law, if you will? The efforts that you mentioned that you and others had put in to craft some guidelines for teledentistry, do you think that the Board of Registration is going to you know, circle back around and look at that and perhaps expand uh, the dental regulations to include uh, some of the recommendations that you presented to them? regarding dentistry we
1: we have already we have drafted our component including all those strong strong points of clinical evaluation radiograph that has been already approved by the dental board and has to go to public public hearing or meeting mm-hmm. which here's the weakness being at those meetings and and reinforcing um because that's where again outside Powers that be are going to be trying to angle a different way of cutting down that language, and and they're gonna um, good research to I mean, papers. I had to, I had to present certain papers because certain certain individuals at the Department of Health saying that it's equivalent. You know, uh, telemedicine, teledental care is equivalent, and in orthodontics or any others. And there's publications on this and. I'm like, no, actually, the real literature shows it's not equivalent, you know, and trying to make sure that we have public um, good studies, not studies that are done and, you know, validated studies, yeah. that's, that's, that's what's uh, in other interests will try to play it out. And that's at the public hearing, meetings having a legal and others making sure they're strong at those critical key points there and be ready and prepared. Not the day before, the week before, knowing they're coming up um, and being prepared and with with the research and, ba- and backing it. One of the other angles is they're trying to show, the most recent angle was about two weeks ago and, and showing the financial burden to uh, access for patients, which my response, to that, and John emphasized it when sending it to the board, and to um, those, Oh, it was a state consumer review, something on that, in regards to here. and I said, well, that's interesting because the vast majority of our practitioners provide consultations for free. So your burden, your financial burden on that is zero, you know, so we try to cut that right, and that was, John was like, put that in a letter form, and we chopped that right down, but that was trying to play the financial burden angle. You know, so just being on top of it, the public hearing and then from the public hearing, then it kind of goes on into hopefully writing for, for law it could go back and forth. But that's another weak point right now because it's not solidified in law yet.
0: Got it. Sounds like quite the journey.
1: It, it has been. Has mm-hmm. been. Yeah, thank, and can't think enough the AO, um, the regional, um, the local with Brown Dental Association, um, and um yeah, yeah, it just and it's great that you're doing this to, to increase
0: awareness. Yeah, it's so it's so important too because it's state by state. I know there's so many orthodontists or even our general dental colleagues that are you know crying or, or complaining about, you know, how do the DIY companies get to to exist? How do they get to you know, be completely free of regulation. And the bottom line is uh, we as an organization, whether it's your state component, NISO, the AAO, we have no jurisdictional power at all. It really is up to each individual state uh, because that, those are the regulating bodies that set the rules of how medicine and dentistry is, is uh, delivered and performed in their jurisdiction. So it's, it's vitally important that, you know, we all stay on top of what's happening at the local level and uh, try to make sure we're in a position to respond uh, as best as possible.
1: I I totally, I completely agree um, on legislation, but it's more, it should be even more concerning that laws that were violated, there is no enforcement or punishment on any level. And this is a a very large concern because even when you have laws in books, we started this conversation with the attorney general's office and laws and, and rules were violated and there was no punishment or enforcement on any of these large companies in, at least in regards to Rhode Island citizens and and then that that continues with um, having four patents five patents of my own now and knowing the rigor needed to get to the FDA clearance it really is bothersome that There's no enforcement on that level because when a product says, whether it be any type of intraoral scanner utilized, it says Rx only on the back of the scanner. So it entails that there's nobody without the supervision of a clinician in Rhode Island that can do a scan on a patient or in other states, I'm sure there's many states that have their own sub, sub regulation on that. Where's your enforcement? Where's your penalization? New laws and rules, and this is where I I am emphasizing that why we need to hire a Christy Durant as an organization because we need to push legislation through Christy Durant to the local representatives and the senators saying, I'm pushing this legislation. If an RX device is utilized in the person without the rule of regulation, the penalty is X. Mm -hmm. Penalty is Y. We have to be offensive now, not defensive, not reactive, but proactive. We have to enforce the rules that the federal government is obviously not. With the FDA and 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 um and even down to the Essex material that you utilize today. It says on the package, Rx use only. Why are we seeing direct to consumer or other entities, local, regional, whatever it may be, allowed to do this? We should be now increasing the 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 powers and strengths. Get on the offense. That's what I would say. That would defend our profession even more.
0: Right, it's very disheartening what you mentioned at the beginning about the state uh, board basically saying, hey, we only have jurisdiction over licensed dentists in our state. Hey, hand us a licensed dentist who's done this and we'll do something about it. That's right. It's crazy. Yeah. And then
1: they, and it's interesting that these companies do not, do not even provide you their name or whatever mm-hmm. person they have on file. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's too bad. Well, Cosma, I'd like to thank you for sharing this real-life success story. We hope that NISO experience attendees can parlay these experiences for their own real-life success stories as well. Uh, To our audience, thank you all for joining us tonight, and please be sure to take the test and complete the session evaluation in order to receive your CE credits for this session. Please remember to tune in on November 12th for our all-day NISO experience sessions. Please see our website at www.neso.org for programming details. Uh, Dr. Cosmo, thank you again for your efforts on behalf of the patients and consumers in the state of Rhode Island. And uh, I'd like to wish everybody a good night. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Dr. Webb, for your your time and effort also in being involved in this um, organizational management of, uh, of our profession.
0: Thank you.